Welcome to another session of Frances Ward's book, Keep the Fruit on the Table. Again, I'm Ella Brunt. I was one of her kids growing up. Uh, whenever I got into my 20s, I met her and Papa and their son, Philip, and was at many of their Bible studies and did praise and worship for their Bible studies and uh, just uh, awesome. So she's got a lot of children, spiritual children running around today that she's trained how to pray, how to trust God. And this book has some uh, scriptures and principles in it that everybody could uh, align themselves with the Word of God and grow. Uh, the picture I have for you today is all three, Papa Ward, Mama Ward, and Philip. And again, this was at our wedding back in December of 1982. And uh, what, a, what a powerful family they were. And now they're all waiting for us in heaven. And so uh, it's been my privilege to share her book. And uh, Pastor Rusty asked me to uh, share the principles in this book. And it's been a delight. And so we're going to conclude uh, chapter four in the book uh, as communication through truth. We have to know truth as a bedrock of our beliefs. And whenever you know the truth, you will act on it. You will respond on it. You will treasure it and seek it out. So as we continue with the chapter, First uh, John 4, Jesus uh, was drawing a conversation with a Samaritan woman, and they were talking about religion of the day. The Samaritans would worship in mountains, and the Jewish people would worship in Jerusalem. And so they were having a discussion and Jesus was trying to say, it's not where you worship, but it's who you worship, the true and the living God. And uh, also true worship of God is an attitude of the heart and the spirit. I know Pastor Rusty has, has preached a, a series of messages on the attitude of the heart. So we need to guard our heart and make sure that we are led and directed by the truth of God's word and has that as a solid foundation in our lives and guard that truth that God has put in there. That God is spirit and they that worship him must spirit must worship him in spirit and in truth, John 4, 24. The psalmist David said in Psalm uh, 51 and 6, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. And it, in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. We can ask God for wisdom. So many times the wisdom of God is in his word. And so that's a source of wisdom. That one tr who is true, that inspires the deep devotion and complete trust is God, the God of truth. Jesus said in John 14, 6, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. With all this as a foundation we've laid up to this point, uh, she said, I'd like to go on to another simple truth that is such a tool to help in rebuilding broken homes, broken relationships of every kind. This section of the chapter is communication by 
truth. I can't, you know, a lot of this I'm reading out of this because I can't improve on it that the quotations that she has written are so rich and profound. She writes, truth is the language of communication. It is the universal language that is understandable to every culture. Every culture is seeking after truth. It is the absence of truth that destroys the ability to establish working relationships. Without truth, you can't really have a relationship. Uh, in a marriage, uh, you've, you've promised to love and to cherish and to guard and to uh, watch over that marriage, that it's a covenant between two people. Uh, she describes it in music. Uh, that music supposedly has been said is the language of the soul. It, it transcends uh, language barriers, that it uh, kind of identifies certain uh, qualities of people or people groups. Truth is a language, just like English, German, Swahili, whatever. Uh, truth is a language. And... Uh, the natural language of, of ethnic groups and everything identify their different nations. And so truth is the language of the Spirit of God. Wow. Truth is the language of the Spirit of God. Uh, in James 1, 17 and 18, it says, With whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, truth is absolute truth, the absence of lies. Of his own will beget he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creations. The truly born again children of God, listen closely, the truly born again children of God should just as surely be children of of truth. If you're saying you're a child of God, then what you say, your actions, uh, your beliefs should all radiate from the foundation of truth. So children of God, children of truth. That's a tall uh, identification, but that's what we are striving to do. Truth inspires trust. Wow, what three powerful words. Whenever you really believe in somebody, you gain trust in that person. If that person says they're going to do something and fulfills it, just like God promises things and fulfills those promises, you can trust God. You can trust his word. And that's what we're seeking, you know, as humans here on the earth. We want people that we can trust. We will follow them. Uh, pastors in churches, we desire that pastors be truthful and, and speak the word of God and teach us the word of God. And we can trust in what they say because they are just saying and delivering God's word to us. And so how uh, powerful that is. Truth inspires trust. In Isaiah 1.18, it says, Come now, let us reason together. And 
you know, the nations of the world have these conferences. They get the, the major leaders of all nations of the world. They come together. They try to discuss things. They make plans. They make role in that, that whenever they come together, that it could all be done. All these great big conferences, it could all be one done in one meeting if the participants would just tell the truth and then be required to keep their word. So, you know, we can see a lot of factions in the world of discontent and broken treaties and all that stuff. But in the kingdom of God, if we speak the truth and keep our word, how that we are doing kingdom business. When people tell the truth, it establishes trust and problems can be worked out and brought to a successful conclusion. You know, there's many ideologies in the world. There's many religions. Uh, there are many philosophies that people are seeking a higher levels of these things. But truth is not found in ideologies or philosophies, but in one man, Jesus Christ. He said, I am the truth. I am the life. And he kept his word. Uh, Mankind, you know, has always made promises and not kept that. But in Romans 7, 18, it says, For to will is present with me. Paul is writing. He had a problem here. For to will is present with me. He wants to do right. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. John wrote about the same kind of a thing in John 1:17. It says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. In other words, the law was given by Moses, was the skeleton. This is what Mama Ward says. The, uh, the law was given by Moses. It was just a skeleton to which Jesus Christ brought life and function. Jesus said he came to fulfill the law, and he did. And he gave us liberty and life in his life, Jesus. You know, in our families today, there's so much of a lack of communication. People are busy doing activities. There needs to be times where the family members come together. They talk with each other. They hopefully come around the word of God and see that the truth of all truths uh, can be shared and discussed in the family unit. But how communication is so vital, it builds trust with one another and it'll keep us out of the divorce courts, separation, uh, ill feelings, misunderstandings get so blown out whenever communication is not continued. Uh, so whenever marriages are based on a covenant of love and uh, people are to cherish each other until death, you know, these are commitments that through communication, things can be worked out as we work together. Paul gives a key to this back in Romans 7 and 18. It says, for to will 
is present with me. I want to do the right thing to do. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. It was, it was frustrating to Paul. And uh, how to fulfill those Old Testament laws that were there. Neither is there any daysman. Job even wrote it in Job 9 and 33. Neither is there any daysman or a mediator betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. In other words, there's a covenant and, and this is de dealing with a personal covenant. There's no mediator of a, of a covenant here. But uh, uh, there, the solution came. Uh, Paul wrote in Romans 8 and 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. He's our mediator of a better covenant who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. That truth separates us from the law of sin and death. There is one thing to study the creeds and ideologies of people. But to spend time studying the laws, uh, to spend time with the living relationship with Jesus Christ will bring clarity, will bring a, a firmness, a foundation to build on. Uh, Jesus knows us. He knows all about our lives and our faults and yet forgives our sins and failures by washing out in his own precious blood. And by the gift of his grace, we are born again to become new creatures in Christ Jesus. She said, truth also is associated with the honor of the kingdom of God. It's a kingdom principle. And uh, as in the Bible, we see that God chose leaders and they weren't perfect people, but he saw in them uh, attributes that he could use as leaders. And there's one common denominator in those leaders that we see in the Bible, that they were men and women who God was a living reality. They had a personal experience, a reality that was in their lives that this was the true God. And they chose to honor him with their words and their lives. And many were martyred. They loved their lives uh, unto death so that God would be honored and not tarnished. Uh, let's look at David. Whenever uh, he had a, a psalm of repentance that uh, uh, in Acts 13 and 2, it says, that he was a man after God's own heart. He was not a perfect man. We can see that uh, he was very, he wasn't even thought of very well in his uh, family, that he was the youngest of eight sons. And the story we see, she brings out how that uh, Samuel told Jesse, the father, hey, I'm gonna come to your house. I am going to anoint the next king of Israel. So have them ready and I will be coming to your house. So sure enough, 
Samuel came to Jesse's house and he had all seven sons lined up there. And uh, so he would go to each one and that wasn't the one, that wasn't the one. So he goes all the way down to the end and he was troubled. He said, I know God came, sent me out here to uh, anoint the next king of Israel. And uh, I just kind of like to say it this way, Jesse, you got any more sons? And so whenever he asked that question, he said, well, yeah, he's the youngest one, but he's out there with the sheep, tending the sheep. And I didn't think it was important for him to be here. He's, he doesn't, he's not the kingly uh, uh, material that you need. And he said, go, I'm not going to leave until you bring him to me. So as uh, he brought David and he stood before David, God said, that's the next king of Israel. And so he anointed him. Uh, king in 2 Samuel 16. And so God doesn't look on the outward appearance, but he looks on your heart, the attitude of the heart. And another one is that Noah, that we talked about earlier, how that he sees things in the future. And whenever David even became king, we saw that he, he faltered. He had problems, that he saw Bathsheba, that he had a man killed and uh, took him, her as wife and had a child. And Nathan, the prophet came to him and rebuked him. And he said, uh, you know, gave him a, a, an illustration. And he said, and you were the man uh, that killed this innocent lamb. And so whenever he was honest, David had in his character, he was honest. He didn't try to give excuses. He took the punishment. That child died, but he was repentant. And all of Israel saw that he was uh, trustworthy and honest whenever he repented and turned and uh, his humility. And so those are godly characters. Um, when he acknowledged his guilt and became uh, in, in humility before God, it held out the grace of God before the eyes of mankind to give them hope. The Israelites were looking at that king and it gave them hope that through God, even though he punished him, yet there was, I want you to get these three qualities. There was forgiveness, there was restoration, and restoration through the pathway of truth. Whenever he was truthful with God, then Communication was restored. Position was restored. And I want to uh, read this as a, as a personal uh, example that she says about uh, my husband and I have had our share of disagreements through the years, but it has helped so much to table our disagreements and see where we were each coming from. In other words, see what viewpoint you're coming from. When each of us can honestly admit that neither one is totally right in our position and there just might be room for some additional light on the subject, then we are open to some input of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a great mediator. Generally, the whole thing revolves around our motives and our attitudes. When our motives are submitted to God's eyes, we won't mind our partner also looking at it with us. Share that, communicate with that. 
Two heads are always better than one, and especially if the Lord is looking over your shoulder. It is just by being truthful and honest that we open our hearts to the Holy Spirit to shed His light and then affect healing where there is misunderstanding. So often this misunderstanding is nothing more than unwillingness to truthfully share. But as we do, communication, another three point here, communication returns, trust is restored, and love is renewed. This is the second chapter that she ends it on happy communication. We have to communicate and the truth, the Holy Spirit will join our relationships, heal hurts, restore communication, and such a very vital key to this chapter, communication through truth. That's all I have for today. I'll see you next session. God bless you.